Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And today, Ryan is going had Devin and I watch the 1993 film Hot Shot Spot Do um, for the first time. But before we get into that, we need to talk because um, Ryan is our go-to meme guy. Uh, uh, he's always show- sharing memes on Facebook. Um, but Ryan, it's been a little quiet on the meme front lately. What's going on? <laughs> Um, so I have restrictions on me from Facebook because of a meme that I posted like a year and a half ago that they came across. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Wait, hold Um, on. You didn't even post it recently. You posted a year and a half ago and they just found it again? I was, okay, so uh, the reason why I'm under restrictions to begin with is because I got a warning a year ago from a meme that I posted back in 2014. What? Okay. What was the meme? I posted a meme that was black and white and distorted, and it had a girl holding um, like two handguns up uh, as up to her eye sockets, and it was something about like oh, it was it was it, it had to do with some pop culture event, and she was trying to like erase the image from her like eyes. So oh, you know, sure. like it was something like that. So that got flagged. Yeah, I posted it. I posted it in 2014, and it got flagged last year, and I got a warning with no restrictions. Okay. About a year and a half ago, when like the CDC was telling us to like wash your hands and just you know keep apart from each other and everything, I posted a meme that said it. The topper was the CDC, and then the colon, and it said the CDC. Um, it said. Uh, it said that, you know, like the CDC colon, um, we advise that everyone, you know, um, uh, 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 stop with like handshakes or, or like, um, refrain from, you know, handshakes to prevent like Mm -hmm. the spread of COVID at that time. And the bottom part of the panel has a picture of Jeffrey Dahmer looking upset and it just, and it just says stop splendor. (laughs) <laughs> all right i i so, wor- i am worried that you just said several trigger words that are going to get the show blocked from and it's, flagged, it, it, so. it, it'll be fine it, it'll be fine um wow so that's really funny though so i got that um and so for 56 days why 56 it's such an odd number um everything i post gets buried to the bottom of people's feeds so mm-hmm. so like you've got to scroll a decent amount to get to anything yeah. that i post now okay um and i can't get involved in anything live i can't even watch live stuff or well, advertise good thing is you don't have to watch the show you're part of it so uh, <laughs> real quick in the uh, chat uh we have a trivia question uh over on youtube so go ahead and drop that in the chat we can't respond to chat in youtube through uh, the program we use. Um, but I want to hear the trivia question. But yeah, Stefan, go ahead and share us that question. And once it shows up in the chat here, we'll we'll try to answer it for you. That's um, exciting. But Thank bu- you. While we wait for that and to, for uh, Zuckerberg to kick us off of Facebook, thanks, Ryan. 
It's going to be fine. It'll be fine. Um, uh, there's some Marvel news today that I want to talk about. I said was a lie. Uh, yeah, but you saying things that get you flagged for Facebook, and I don't want the show flagged. It's so. <laughs> it was an auto thing. There wasn't anybody really seen it's yeah but anyway I love how confident you we'll, are. we'll talk about I it am. later <laughs> yeah. uh, if i if i knew that was what why i wouldn't i would have told you not to share the story um <laughs> like i'm genuinely concerned that we're going to get flagged for stuff that you said because oh. it automatic anything that like we'll talk later um <laughs> so marvel dropped a trailer today uh for the disney plus show ms marvel um which is coming out in june uh, right at, I'm guessing right around the time Kenobi ends, or oh, Ken- you know, Kenobi, will, Kenobi will still be going, I think. How many episodes is Kenobi? Six. Oh, okay. So. I guess that makes sense, then. Yeah. Um, but Miss Marvel, they, we got our first look, real look at the her power set, the character, the, the the format of the show. What do you guys think? What do you, are you guys familiar at all with Miss Marvel? I am from the game, like from okay. that Avengers video game. No? Okay. Uh, yeah. Are you? So, uh, I, I am from the game. I have some of her graphic novels that I haven't read yet, but will probably read before. Uh, like, I, I want to read some Moon Knight before Moon Knight comes out. I want to read some Ms. Marvel before it comes out. I want to play more of the Avengers game before mm-hmm. this comes out. Um, They changed her power set a lot. Like, instead of her... Uh, embiggening, which is what she says. It seems more cosmic in energy-based powers, and I don't know how I feel about that. What What are your guys' do you guys have a, a take on that or not? I, I think from my end, it feels more like it fits in with what the MCU is currently doing. Like, we don't currently have, like, a stretchy or embiggening superhero. Uh, so it would almost feel like it came out of left field because right now, like basically everything in the MCU can be kind of explained away by either like something to do with one of the stones or like magic around one of the stones or like nanoparticles because of Tony's suit. Um, and in beginning doesn't feel like it fits either one of those two sets. I feel like if they start introducing mutants, then they'll start to be able to introduce like those kinds of powers as well. But where they're at right now, I feel like they have to do it this way. So okay. it doesn't feel like really, really out of place. Ryan, do you have, do you have any thoughts? I, to be honest, I really don't. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. The, the, the big thing, the big thing with her origin story is she's an inhuman and Marvel <clears throat> tried doing the inhumans on ABC a few years ago and it did not go well. Um, right. And I guess they're just kind of ignoring the fact that Inhumans have been a thing on S.H.I.E.L.D. So I think they're trying to get around that and have her power set be closer to Captain Marvel's. Which I'm interested to see how it goes. Um, But yeah. I like the style of it. Like, it seems like they're going to be doing it in a very specific, very, like, fun style. Which is kind of how you draw me into these things. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why I have no opinion on it is because it reminded me a lot of the, like... Uh, Walt Disney live action shows that were very popular in like the late 90s early millennium and I could have cared I could not have cared for those at all when I was a teenager so as soon I as I that. saw it I was like no nah, this is I passed on all that stuff like Thank I did like, like 
Kristen will ask about certain stuff from like that era of you know like you know it's like TV you know like Disney made TV movies and stuff and I have no idea who she who who or what she's talking about. So I guess I forgot like well last week's been a blur for me. Uh, we mm-hmm. don't ha- we don't have an image pulled up for this because it, I in my mind I thought we talked about it already. The Obi Wan Kenobi trailer dropped last week. Did I can't believe we didn't talk about this. Yeah, we we haven't talked about it. Uh, Ryan, are you excited for that at least? Oh yeah, no, yeah, no, I'm excited for that because that you know, name me one Star Wars fan who's not excited for like an Obi Wan Kenobi thing. This is something that I Ray remember Park. talking. Yeah, well, <laughs> did you hear about this? That, that's huh? legit, Ray Park, the actor who played Darth Maul. Because he's not in it, right? He, he they, got cut. Yeah. He got cut. Whatever. Yeah, That's whatever. a shame. Um, oh, because, I mean, I remember being on the playground mm-hmm. and in, like, fifth grade and people talking about Star Wars and, every you know, and people wanting an Obi-Wan Kenobi something, TV mm-hmm. show, movie, something. This is it. Like, we're finally getting it. And, I mean, I do, I do know and have seen people who aren't entirely happy with it. I couldn't care less. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm excited for it. That's all I care about. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask you both. I know that there's a character from Rebels that shows up in this. I don't know Rebels. Apparently, he doesn't look very good. I don't oh, know he this. doesn't look right because his jaw isn't six inches long and a spike in his forehead isn't two feet tall. Like, people really need to calm down. And yes, and yes, yes, I'm exaggerating on other dimensions, but still. The, the, the rebel characters have always been more stylized than even the Clone Wars characters. To mm-hmm. They had wow. their own special look. Like if you look at it, it's very based on the Ralph McQuarrie concept art, especially the way okay. the lightsabers yeah. look. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I will say about the, the, the Grand Inquisitor's look in this is we've seen that species live action before. They're the species from Utapau that Kenobi talks to when Grievous is on the planet. He's like, there's a ba- battalion of battle droids upstairs to the right or something like that. Oh, like, with like, with like the big, he's wearing like the red thing, right? With yeah. The big collar. Yeah. 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 So okay. the one thing, the one thing I will say is he doesn't look anything like that species. Um, but I don't know how cross species relations work in the Star Wars universe. Um, yeah, we don't talk but, about that. Uh, yes, um, but I'm excited for it. Uh, as soon as I heard, like the music in that trailer, got me excited. Like it wasn't even just Duel of the Fates. Like I, I heard uh, uh, Battle of the Heroes from Episode mm-hmm. Three, and I got excited. I was like, "Oh man, you never, <laughs> you never hear Battle of the Heroes." But um, the one thing that trailer didn't show us at all was Vader. And we're getting more Vader. So. I keep hearing that it's going to be Hayden Christensen again. Is it, is. it specifically Hayden Christensen? Like, I don't know. Do we get like more of like what's behind the Vader? Like more Anakin then? I, I, if I were to guess, he, mm-hmm. I know he's in the suit. Okay. I, I think we're going to get some flashbacks. <clears throat> I want us to. I really do. I, I think they're going to give us, because this is your opportunity to give us a flashback of, Anakin and Obi-Wan during the Clone Wars with live action Ahsoka. Yeah. Maybe maybe yeah. don't de-age of Rosario Dawson to the point where she's like teenage Ahsoka, but get somebody in there. Um, yeah. But that's that's what I'm hoping. Because uh, when I when I was in line to get Hayden Christensen's autograph at New York Comic Con, it said Star Wars prequels, Disney Plus's Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
oh, on man. his banner. So still didn't get that autograph. Not Same, his fault, though. Simple, Not his though. fault. Um, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is like, do we want to trans- do we want to do the Marvel's transition or star or, or space theme transition now? Because I can do both for when oh, we watch do space this. theme. Okay. Do space so uh, since we're talking about Star Wars, let's change lanes a little bit and talk about this show that Ryan and I have both watched, which is uh, season two of Star Trek Picard. Yes. Which has its first two episodes out. Devin, you watched season one of Picard, right? I did. Are you watching season one or season two? So I went, I walked away from season one, as you guys remember, thinking, wow, that was a really good thing. I really enjoyed that. I hate the fact that there's going to be a season two. I wanted to hear from you guys first before I started dipping my toes in okay. the waters. Take it away. Spoiler free for a moment. So if you haven't seen okay. Picard, you can listen to this. Uh, Ryan, what what are your thoughts on season two? It so far, I think it's a better concept than season one. Oh, I will agree. Uh, it's a it's a tone shift. It definitely mm-hmm. feels like a completely different show in the best way. You, yeah. Um, uh, the first episode pretty much catching up with the characters where they are now, and like. And then bringing them back together. And then you start this journey that the rest of the season is going to take us on involving the character Q. Uh, Devin, do you know Q at all? I love Q. Q's my like favorite next gen character. That's because those are the only episodes you've ever watched. Stop it. That's exactly why. I, I'm going to tell you how season, how episode one ends. Okay. It's Picard like waking up in this alternate reality confused. And he just hears Q's voice. And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. And then you see Q from the next generation, like young John Delancey. And he's like, you've oh, wow. aged Picard. Let me catch up. He snaps his fingers and he's like 30 years older. <laughs> and, yeah. And Picard straight up says to his face, Q, I do not have time for your bullshit. Like that's the one time yeah. they swear. And it's fantastic. Uh, I am absolutely loving this season. I cannot wait for the next new episode. I think it's when does it air? Thursdays? I honestly don't know what days it airs. I'm I'm looking forward what, to the next new episode. Yeah. What Star Trek thing does it feel most like? A Q episode of Next Gen. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair. Yeah, it's yeah, like I've... is he the plot of this? Mm-hmm. Ah, dang it. Uh, for now, at least, I think from the trailer, I think it's going to feel a bit like Star Trek for the voyage home. Weird. So very weird. Minus like the, the one of the whales. Yeah. Minus the nuclear vessels. Minus those. Those are the whole plot. Well, time travel. Well, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I was, I was going to, I was going to say, I was going to say, Devin, the whole plot wasn't the line nuke, nuke nuclear wessels but i know what you mean I know what you... <laughs> for some I, people that is the whole movie here's some whole, yeah. <laughs> I, so my my hot take from the trailer of this was there was like picard there's one frontier you haven't explored yet and my guess is that he's he's the frontier he hasn't explored yet it's him no actually what happens is that they break into the under the sea song from little mermaid good good all right i'm on board again I was off. Now I'm back on. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg as Guinan is just leading a, uh, a a choir of Guinans. 
<laughs> Kathy and the Jimmy's in, in like the leotard and everything. Like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's Sister Act Guinan edition. Uh, How is she in it? Is she in it so far? She's in the first episode. Yeah. Great. Uh, that's all I will say. Um, okay. How many episodes do you know of Guinan besides, you know, having to deal with Q? That's it. For then me, why are you asking me, about... Because I know that you guys were excited about it. Did she live up to the hype? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Okay. I mean, okay. it's it was, Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's nice seeing Whoopi Goldberg act again. Like, I don't watch The View because I I just don't. But I like Whoopi Goldberg acting in anything that mm-hmm. doesn't involve Charlie Sheen and 9-11. Uh, but, like, <laughs> the, the fact that Sister Act 3 is coming, supposedly, on Disney+, and I... I think it is actually happening because I just saw the vinyl soundtracks for Sister Act 1 and 2 at Walmart. So I may or may not have bought them. Uh, That's beside the point. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, it's nice to see her act again. And I always liked her in Star Trek with with, uh, Patrick Stewart. So Mm -hmm. you guys will have to get me caught up on the Sister Act movies. I haven't I haven't seen them. Oh, man. (laughs) Are they good? Oh man, uh, we'll we'll let you decide when that that's gonna probably be my next pick. Uh, <laughs> good, okay, good, good, good. Um, Ryan, you watched you watched a film. Yes, I did. Uh, uh, I why? Hmm. Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> so, um, Kristen and I finally sat down and watched Scream, uh, the new one that came out, and honestly, we 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 are really happy with it. Um. Mm-hmm. It tied in original characters from the first movie. Um, they completely skipped really anything from any of the other sequels that they ever did. Um, so, oh, wow. so basically, you can watch the original, then watch this one, and you and you're not going to miss any, and you're not going to miss out on anything. Um, and I feel like the kids that they brought in were great actors that they actually brought in teenagers to play teenagers because I remember making the statement to Kristen. I was like, I don't know if it's an age thing, but like the actress playing this girl seems a lot younger than what the girl from the original scream was. And then we had that conversation of like, yeah, they poked at the fact that like they always hire people in their mid twenties to play teenagers in movies and scream. The original one pointed that out on, on, on its own. Um, but uh, there, there, there are two scenes in this movie where they copy the camera pan exactly to the first one. Mm-hmm. That it's when you see it, you you just know. Um, but yeah, we, we were not uh, we were not disappoint, disappointed in it at the least. And this movie pokes fun at the at uh, at people that annoy me the most. So I'm happy about that. Am I allowed to know who the people that annoy you the most are? I can, I can give, I can give you a line. Please. One of the characters goes, "How can, how can a fandom be toxic?" <laughs> there you go. And the movie is like more meta than any movie should ever be allowed to be, which works. I mean, that's been the, the that kind of a staple of the Scream franchise. So, oh no, no, oh, no. You, it you, is, but you, this it, is like to the extreme. Yeah, I, I, Devin, how many of the Scream movies have you seen? Zero. Okay, <sighs> I like, I get it. Like, I, I don't know if I get it, but I think they're like they're like a send up of the genre a bit, but not like 
to scary movie level. Like, they're, no, like that's they're no, up. no. Just stop. We're having you watch it at some point soon. I, I've, <laughs> okay. I've at least seen the first one, so I, I've got that okay. on you. I, yeah. I'm curious to like if you think so, Ryan. You think if I've only seen the first one, I can go into this one and without understand. a problem. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's many, just like Afterlife. How many more times do you think they can do this to the uh, Scream franchise? Like, just reboot it and not acknowledge any of the sequels <laughs> again? Because they just did this like 10 years ago when Wes Craven well, was still alive. Well, okay, so I'm going to explain. these. This is not spoilers, okay? This is just normal atmosphere of what this world is set in. Mm-hmm. The events of Scream and the other Scream movies are translated in in the Scream universe as movies called stab and the stab movies are the events of what happens in that town. So one of the survivors from the original movie writes about all of, you know, these murders and they get turned into movies. And so they do a few scenes of like people watching the movie and it's pretty much the same lines, the same scenes from scream one, just with different actors. Okay. Is um, it weird that Human Centipede no longer impresses me because of what you just said? I hope to God it wouldn't have impressed you to begin with. What? 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 Have, have I ever told you guys my Human Centipede story? No. I think what so. Is your human Centipede story. So back when that movie came out, it was on Netflix, and I was mm-hmm. home from college, and my sister had a friend over. My sister's like like eighth eighth ninth grade mm-hmm. at this point uh she's like we should watch we won't watch a scary movie i was like here check this one out and so i told them to put on human centipede and they made it like 20 minutes in and like what the hell did you have us watch oh, oh no <laughs> awful yeah oh goodness hashtag no regrets um oh. yeah so uh moving on to <laughs> All right, so the, and uh, Scream is streaming on Paramount Plus, right? Yeah, and it's it was put on by Paramount. So as far yeah. as I'm, so I mean, as far as I know, the movie is going to be on there forever. Yeah, I mean, it's, it. it, it yeah. I, I don't know. It's weird with like the 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 shortened theatrical windows now, because right. that this came out in January around my birthday, and mm-hmm. now it's it's already out to stream. So and like the Batman is going to be on HBO Max in a month. So, Holy cow! Yeah, yeah, that's so fast. We're we're in a, we're in a, a new t- new uh, time, but like yeah. Spider Man No Way Home came out in December. You can just now buy it on digital today. So like Sony's still holding out. Like we're sticking to the old ways because we oh, don't have oh, our own streaming that. service yet. Because uh, nobody we'll has Stars do. Plus uh, or whatever there is. <laughs> um, so switching over from Paramount Plus, uh, I watched a show on Amazon that I think I can sell both of you on if you haven't watched it already. Okay. Uh, and it's The Marvelous yep. Mrs. Maisel. Love it. I'm sold. I, I know this show. I love this show. Done. Uh, have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen everything but the second to last season and the most current season. Okay. The current season is some of the best acting I've ever seen Alex Borstein do. Uh, she she has more Tony. Uh, Tony Shalhoub is great as well. Uh, He has, he has an episode where he gets to shine. Um, He has several moments where he gets, it's Tony Shalhoub kind of tries to steal the show whenever he can. But Alex Borstein has a, Mm -hmm. has a whole episode where uh, one of the actors in the show died in real life. So they had to address his death on screen. So it's her character. um, 
dealing with his death and like the way she does it is phenomenal. It's hysterical. Oh. It's heartbreaking. Um, it's really good. Ryan, are you, are you figuring out what this show is? No, I know this. I saw, uh, okay. I saw the first season a while ago. Okay. Um, my, my, my pitch to you was it's from the, the writer and directors of Gilmore girls, the Amy Sherman Palladino. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. No, I could tell that. I mean, there's a bit of a style that's similar in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't know that, but it makes sense. And there's some gold or some Gilmore girls cameos in this season as well. Um, are there Emily? Yeah. Emily Gilmore shows up in a, in a, in a, as a character. And then, uh, Milo Vitnamilia shows up <laughs> and I'm not going to spoil who they play, but, uh, one of them we'll probably see again. The other one, I don't think so. Um, but they're both fun cameos. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend the show. If you, if you enjoy Gilmore girls, um, it's very fast paced, uh, witty dialogue. Um, they, and they explore a lot more with Lenny Bruce this season, which I enjoyed. So, Oh, cool. Uh, cause you, and you can kind of like, if you know anything about Lenny Bruce, which I know a little bit from like reading about him after the show is, uh, it doesn't end well. Uh, Oh no! So I don't know. It, I don't know that much about him. But uh, yeah, I recommend you guys get caught up on the show. It's fantastic and um, muscle tough. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, so yeah, let's get into today's main topic, which is Ryan's pick. Ryan, tell us what you made us watch and why, because I know you okay. have your reasons. I have my reasons. So the movie, as the description says that we've been talking about, is uh, Hot Shots Part Deux, or whatever. It's French. The spelling's French for the last word. So it's whatever. Devin, Devin, you're French-Canadian. How do you say it? Deux. It's French. You just swallow, like, most of the letters. It's just deux. It works for me. Okay. So (laughs) this movie was made in 1993, directed by Jim abraham's yes abraham's good i actually pronounced that one correctly um it is a the core of the movie is a spoof off of rambo 3 um which i didn't have the guys watch because frankly you don't really need to now 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 that you've seen this um but the reason why i had the guys watch this is because one i hated um MacGruber. Yeah. I had to think uh, I, had to, I had to think about his name there for a second. And I feel like this movie does what that movie was trying to do partly. Um and I also this is also one of my favorite comedies ever, and next to Blazing Saddles and stuff that uh uh Mel Brooks has done. Um and I also feel that this is one of the last great parody movies to have been made. Um I, I originally saw it probably when I was way too young to see it. Um, 
so it's a 93 so yeah i saw it like 93 94 um so i was like seven or eight and it's just it's 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 been a staple comedy for me um so i know that neither of you guys have seen it and i'm still thinking about who to throw the mic to first so who wants to jump in on this before i pick Devin, you go right I'm, ahead. I'm happy to. Yeah. I'm happy to. So I didn't know this was a movie until you had mentioned that it was a movie. I <laughs> had never even heard of it before. I, But watching it, I there were some scenes that I think I've seen in like clip shows or something. Like There's definitely a, a couple of scenes, and I'm like, oh, that's that's what that's from. Got it. Um, yeah, I, like, I really like this movie. Uh, I wanted to talk a lot about, at some point, I want to talk about the genre in which this fits, because this is a very specific style of comedy that I don't think we see anymore. And and I want to get into... Because I was trying to put into words what it is or what style it is. And yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really liked it. Uh, thank you for, for making me watch it, Ryan. Okay. Alan? I enjoyed it. I have issues with it, but I think you're going to know... I think you already know what my issues with it is. Um, <laughs> but I, I think this is, is top-tier comedy... Uh, parody comedy at, at its finest um jim abrahams is a great comedy writer uh that's mm-hmm. why i've got the the uh naked, naked gun. gun yeah <laughs> i was trying to read it on my screen and i couldn't uh it was throwing me off the naked gun films because uh, he wrote for the tv show uh and he wrote the films um and those are some of my favorite like those are some. Uh, I, I'll talk about them later, but I think the style of comedy in this is great. I, I just, I can't get past the Charlie Sheen of it all. <laughs> it, it just takes me out of it completely. And everyone else in this is fine. Like, um, I think the Charlie Sheen was kind of canceled out by my love for Ryan Stiles. Me too. Okay, good. I'm so glad you brought up Ryan Stiles. Oh, but God. as soon as I saw, I saw he was in the first one, like just scroll, scrolling through the casts. I was like, oh, well, I hope he's, I wish he was in the second one. Then he showed up. I was like, oh, yay. And I was, <laughs> I was just waiting for him to break out into a hoedown. Um, but oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. This week, an Irish drinking song. Uh, <laughs> but. No, I I enjoyed it, but uh, I I still don't like Charlie Sheen. Okay. Um. Yes, yeah, so I'm happy you guys both liked it. I was hoping that you were, um, because I wasn't doing this as I was not picking this movie because I thought you guys would hate it. Mm-hmm. I was picking this movie because I wanted to kind of show you where my humor for film has always been, mm-hmm. and this because. This, the Naked Gun movies, Mel Brooks stuff. Um, this is where my humor for film lives. And so when I was saying before about MacGruber, how like you have one silly character just being ridiculous, that doesn't do it for me. What what I need is every character in the film to be equally dumb or have a joke. And in this movie, every single shot has a joke in it, regardless of what kind of joke it is. And well, they, yeah. yeah. Devin, you were going to say something? Was what I was going to bring up. Like, I, like, okay, so directly comparing this to MacGruber, MacGruber had, it was, it was a different style of comedy. So MacGruber yeah. was insane character, sane world, right? Yeah. I mean, 
arguably the bad guy was a little bit insane too, like in almost the same way. This one was just insane world, and it played upon that in order to help sell its like its tropey its like tropes that it had done, and and I think that that's just a different a different style. I mean, is as far as improv's concerned, that's just an option you have in the start of a scene. Like you can start one with you know a a straight person or a straight man and the crazy man, and then you can start one with like a a you know crazy person and then you know just being like well the world thinks we're wrong. And, and you can do something like that. And it's just a different style of it. But what I wanted to comment on was how, like, what specifically this style of comedy is. Because you're right. Every single shot had a joke going on. Even if it was an exposition dump, there was, like, the one where, like, the, they went to go visit him to try to recruit him. And in the background, people are, like, changing what they're watching happening by this well. Like, at one second, it's, like, a guy <laughs> dancing. And then it's, like, a oh, it just it's absurd. Did you know what they were doing in that? Did you catch why they were doing what they were doing? No. They were showing off for the for the actress that was sitting on the well. Oh, got it. They were peacocking. They were peacocking. So, <laughs> I mean, and, and you guys, I mean, Alan's absolutely right to have Naked Gun in the back there. I don't, I've never seen Naked Gun. But I know some of Leslie Nielsen's work, and this feels similar to that. And I was trying to think of other kinds of comedies that this feels similar to, where like every single frame is packed with a joke, and it doesn't matter that this one you've, didn't hit because half a second later there's going to be a new one. You've never seen Airplane, have you? I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen anything Leslie Nielsen's been in. I think that entire man's acting career. Has no, it's not just over. a Leslie Nielsen thing because he's a side character in that. Um, how many comedies from like the early '90s, '80s have you seen? I thought a lot, but I guess not. So I, this, you've I think never this might seen explain airplane. a few things. No. I've never seen well, Airplane. One, shame on you for that. And two, Ryan, why'd you make him watch this before Airplane? <laughs> because this is the last great parody movie ever made. I'm sorry, but ever since this movie came out, every parody, parody comedy film I've seen, I've not enjoyed. What, what are your thoughts on the Naked Gun films? I I enjoy the, I enjoy the Naked Gun films. I uh I I definitely enjoy uh just the craziness of it. I ex- particularly in context with with Les- Leslie Nielsen himself, the, the fact that he played a straight cop on a very popular, very long-running TV show um where he played the straight cop, you know, cleaning up the streets and kind of like mm-hmm. a law and order, you know, for like a beat cop. And then he goes around and does these movies. Um, and the, those films were more about, you know, like ridiculous, the random humor, ridiculous humor and slapstick humor is where the Hot Shots movies and the Naked Gun movies collide. Because um, mm-hmm. I feel like there's more dad jokes in the Hot Shot films than in the Naked Gun move, uh, movies, if I'm uh, correct. Because like here... For every joke where you've got the characters saying something straight in Hot Shots, like when mm-hmm. Topper Harley tells Ramada that she that he wants her to meet her um, his parent, um, that he wants to meet her parents, and she responds completely straight, says, "Topper, my parents are dead. My dog ate them." Right. Like it's just a normal thing to say. 
Um, for every joke like that in Hot Shots, you've got, you know, in Naked Gun, him and his, you know, wife walking out of the bathroom in body condoms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, am I right in assuming then that, and I don't know the history of parody movies, that basically this movie happened, and then what we saw after this kind of 1993, we started to see the shift towards the the kind of scary movie of it all where like scary movie came out and like that genre of like scary movie meet the Spartans. Oh my gosh. The disaster movie. I hate like all that. Of them. <laughs> but like that then became the norm. The scary. Like the new template. The scary movie was probably the best of those. The, the first few scary yeah. movies were, were decent, mm-hmm. but then like, it's weird because scary <clears throat> movie four was, it was written by Jim Abrahams who did this. I saw that. Uh, and you can tell that that one has at least a stronger script. It's just the money was gone by that point. Cause they, that's the one where they brought in. Um, that's the one with Dr. Phil and Shaquille O'Neal redoing Saul. Um, what? Yeah. It's the one with the parody of the ring and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like yeah, like they're just lackluster. There's just too many. Like they're trying to reach for this kind of comedy and just falling flat. Yeah, well, and that's what's been bugging me is why do they fall flat for me? Because like I, I watched like trailers for like epic movie for you know some of the later like scary movies because I'm like okay this is where the genre went. Maybe I was too harsh on them and I didn't find the trailers funny. And I, I'm having a hard time figuring out what the difference is because you, you're I, not being too harsh on them. They're just stupid. I, so I think <laughs> I think what it is. So Ryan, you said this is a parody of Rambo. This is a parody 3. of Rambo three with a bunch okay. of other stuff mixed in, which I'll explain some of the bigger parody scenes. But I I, I think what happened with those films, like if you look at Scary Movie four, it's parodying Saul, The Ring, um. Not Mars Attacks, um, War of the Worlds. Like, it's parroting all these different things that, ha- so it's like so many things have to get it. You look at like Epic Movie, you've got Chronicles of Narnia, you've got X Men, you've yeah. got Harry Potter, Disaster Movie, you're doing Independence Day, any anything by Roland Emmerich, pretty much. Like, all thrown <laughs> into one. I think sticking to, like, making fun of one film and using that, uh, like, parroting just one film like this does or mm-hmm. like naked gun will will parody like police films and throw ridiculous mm-hmm. jokes in there but it's not a parody of one exact film there might be scenes where they're parroting something but yeah. like when you when you have a checklist of different things that okay we like if we were going to make a, a a superhero parody movie now okay we got to do a spider-man thing we got to do a iron man thing we got to make we gotta do a batman joke here uh gotta do a flash joke here uh let's make a joke about ben affleck here uh like it it just feels like checklist comedy and that that doesn't work yeah and maybe that's it and the thing is that's pretty much what's uh uh what happened in prepping for this i came across an article from the globe in the mail which i think is a canadian uh news outlet in some format um, and it was, uh, written by David Barry, cause I want to make sure I got, you know, it covered about, you know, who I, uh, 
who I read it, who, you know, like, mm-hmm. where I found the article, uh, who wrote it. It was written back in 2018. Um, and the title of it is called 25 Years on Hot Shots Part 2 Shows Hollywood is uh, Past the Point of Parody. And there's a, uh, there's a paragraph here that I screenshotted uh, based specifically on Rambo 3, while generally poking at 80s excess action flicks and Vietnam War movies throughout. Hot Shots is the story of Topper Harley, an ex-military man sent into the jungles of Iraq to rescue a group of American hostages dealing with stone-faced ex-lovers and a uh, lisping uh, Saddam Hussein along the way. That Jungles of Iraq thing is some indication of what you're in for. The movie is built on the classic Z-A-Z format, which the A stands for Abrahams, and the other two are for, I think, brothers that are also directors. Okay. Um, uh, format, which Zuckers, which is essentially just to make every single shot of a film um, of... of uh, essentially just to make every shot every single shot of the film as a joke somewhere on the assumption that some of them have to be funny to someone i mean yeah i, I so here's okay yes yes i got a perfect example no. of all that i got a perfect I, I think before we get the examples what does it mean yeah. that hollywood is beyond the point now. of parodying what is, is because what does that mean th- th- these parody movies that mm-hmm. the one that alan has over his shoulder the one that i had you watch airplane mm-hmm. airplane is a parody of a movie called airport if i'm correct I did not know that and so that you know so airplane is a beat for beat parody of that movie this is a beat for beat parody of rambo 3 naked gun is just an overall parody of just cop films from the 70s um and then you've got nowadays you've got and and, and, and this was written in, in like 2018. So this author, this movie critic, has been watching scary movie three, four, epic movie, teenage right. movie, you know, like not you know like n- not another date movie. Where from what he was explaining, these are just assembly line comedies. Like mm-hmm. th- this is just. I mean, it's exactly what Alan said. It, they are checklist comedies just to get as many jokes as possible to get as many people into the theater to watch for the lowest budget possible. And I really think that the way Hollywood have sh- has shifted the last few years, um, if you were to make one of those movies today, it wouldn't be in theaters. It would be straight to Netflix or one of the streaming services. Yeah. But... Uh, so you, so Ryan, you don't think there's been a good parody film since the hot shots part two. This is the last great one. Okay. As far as, yeah. Ryan or Devin, can you think of any? Cause I, I have one that I thought of that came out yeah, since I, this. I, there's one that I really, really like and is it's it, 2010. Okay. What is, is your 2010? No, mine is, uh, 1999. Tucker and Dale versus evil is is my choice for this okay it's kind of a parody it, it's definitely a parody on the the cabin in the woods type uh horror yeah. film 
Um, Ryan, do you agree with that being a parody? I, I mean, because it plays on your expectations. It plays on your expectations, but to me, when it comes to being a parody, is does Tucker and Dale versus Evil mirror itself off of any specific one or two films? And that's why I almost well, I mean, so to be fair, I pulled up a list of parody movies, right? Okay. Uh, and on that list is Tucker and Dale versus Evil, but to tell you how suspect the list is. Back to the Future 3 is on it as well. Yeah, it's, so it's, I, I throw that list away. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> I can see that the, they're, they're, they're doing a little bit of a parody of a Western, but not what... Yeah, but it's it's not like this, where literally the plot construct is a parody of the Okay, okay. So, well, so, so let's, my... Let, can, I, can, no, I give, can I give my example? Because I think we can have a yeah, conversation yeah, yeah. about this one, too. Yeah. Uh, I think I have a pin for it. Uh, maybe I don't. Uh... Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest is a parody, but the problem is it's so good that it's <laughs> it's su- such a good parody. It's made the list of best Star Trek films. Yes, it is and <laughs> on StarTrek.com. Why... I'm not even kidding, yeah. Devin. That that's yeah. a thing that happened. Yeah. I didn't know that it outranked yeah. several, not one or two, but several yeah. Star Trek films. Galaxy Quest. Tra- transcended just being a parody movie and is now part of the actual fandom that it was making fun of. That's so cool though. How cool is that? Like, because what they did was that they took every Star Trek, hardcore Star Trek fans fantasy and made it a film of like, Hey, you know, this thing that you follow on TV, well, guess what? It's real. Yeah. And that's what galaxy quest did. And that's why it did that transcendence i mean nobody looks at hot shots and goes oh look it's a rambo movie okay so i pulled up the list this is from they pulled people at a star trek convention uh it beat out star trek into darkness star trek 5 the final frontier star trek insurrection star trek nemesis and star star trek the motion picture and star trek generations some of those surprise me uh not really some of them really don't (laughs) Insurrection yeah. has some funny moments, but beyond that, no, that 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 checks out. I thought uh, Star yeah, Trek does. the motion picture was generally well loved. Uh by who? Maybe. By oh. who? I'm very wrong then. Never mind. By the dad from Seventh Heaven, because he still gets residuals from that at least. Yeah. Oh, that's right, he was in that. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, so so does Star Trek. They try to forget about that too. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll give Galaxy Quest that. I will. Yeah, but go yeah. ahead. I, I'm curious what else is on this list. Right, or Devin has, but go ahead, Ryan. So was the reason why I told Devin to throw that out is because I have a very definitive line of what is a parody and what's mm-hmm. just a genre comedy compared to being a genre or movie parody. Because to me, there's a difference there. Mm-hmm. The line is that you need to be beat for beat, almost beat for beat copying the storyline of a specific film for it to be a parody of that, of like those films. So like if someone were to make a Marvel based parody, they would need to pick one or two, no more than two, because as soon as you go past two, you get into the whole scary movie things where it's, where it's just a jumbled mess. 
you pick either Iron Man or Thor or Spider-Man and you run with one of those storylines and then you throw in light jokes throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. A superhero comedy is just like the Melissa McCarthy superhero movie. I don't know that movie. Delta, it's her, Delta Force? Uh, Thunder Force. Fun, Thunder Force, yeah. Thunder Force. That's a superhero comedy as opposed to a superhero parody where somebody would do would pick let's say like uh batman and um have it be like uh what was that man they made a movie it was on naked night back in the 90s it was about a british um secret service agent that drove a car um from uncle was it what it wasn't Man from Uncle, was it? What's What's Man from Uncle? That basically, very old movie. Okay. Um, and a new one at, too. The Rock oh, was yeah. in the modern movie oh, get they smart. made of it. Get smart. Get smart. Get there we go. Get smart. Like you would take like um, like a Batman movie. You would take like one of those and then make Batman or Bruce Wayne the guy from Get Smart. Okay. That. W- that would be a simple, like, low-grade parody. But that would be a parody, because it's copying beat-for-beat beat the storyline of one of the Batman films. And making fun of itself. So, I have that line for myself. Like, that's how I divide this stuff. While... So, while we're on the topic of parody in general, Devin, read off some more examples from that list that you have. Because I'm curious. Um, Zombieland was one of them. What movie uh, is that parodying? It's not, yeah. It's, it's a it's a genre comedy. I mean, it's a, I think it's this, a, yeah. I think this list is mixing up Shanghai Noon. Yeah, no. And then I guess consequently Shanghai Nights. Mars Attacks is on this list. Mars Attacks, one, I can kind of. That one feels more more I, accurate. It kind of is a parody of the B movies from the fifties. Ryan, would you agree yeah. on that? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I would. But that's more of a style thing and not really the 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 story as, as much, too. What about Million um, Ways to Die in the West? Also made the list. Yes. I would say that's a parody. You would say that one's a parody? I haven't seen that. I, I want to. Oh, um, shoot. Okay, that's on our list then. Good. Um, and then I'll I'll round it out with um with uh, I mean Spaceballs made the list. That's Star Wars. So yeah. I mean that's Yeah, I mean that one's yeah. That one's yeah. basically Star Wars. Okay, so um, the one thing that I wanted to wanted to ask then is that watching something like, you know, oh my gosh, what is it, like Meet the Spartans or, you know, Epic Movie feels so incredibly dated, even now. I mean, and Meet the Spartans came out in 2008, Epic Movie came out in 2007, like, arguably not that long ago, especially since we're looking at a movie like Hot Shots Part 2. Like, this Hot Shots Part 2 didn't feel that dated to me. Like, because it stands on its own. You don't need to see Rambo three to to get it. <laughs> yeah, and, and that could be it. Yeah, no, that's definitely what it is. It's uh, yeah. the, the when you late night talk shows run into this issue where if you make a joke about let's say Kanye West and Pete Davidson because that's the thing that's in the news right now, like their whole sure. their whole thing and like Pete Her Davidson. Fuffle. Yeah, Pete Davidson texting him from Kim Kardashian's bed. Like, that whole thing. You make a joke about that now, it's funny. You go back 
hell, even five years from you go five years from now and go back and watch that. It's not going to be that funny. Like it, it, right. when you're making parodies of things that are hot in the moment, um, it's not that, it's not that funny. Like it, it loses yeah. its, its shimmer. And that's why like some of those jokes, like aren't as funny as they were when they were made. And I think this, like what, what's the gap between hot shots, part two and Rambo Rambo three. Oh, I didn't even look that up. I can look that up quick. I, I yeah. actually don't know. Because, so, but it's also it, like not yeah. making like specific jokes about Rambo three. It's like taking the, it's like using it as like Mad Libs. Like, yeah. this is the story that we're going to tell, and we're going to fill it in with these characters and do this, and make yeah. it funny. Yeah, and so when it comes to, to you know like beat you know beat beat by beat funny when it comes to Rambo three, these are just little examples. One in Rambo three, Rambo uses a bow and arrow with an explosive tip to take down a helicopter. Yeah. So that's where you know Charlie Sheen's character Topper Harley is using a bow and arrow to take out one bad guy and constantly misses. So that's right. where the humor is with that, and eventually uses a chicken, which mm. is mm, perfect. comedy gold. It is. Um, and then you also have at the very beginning where you meet Topper Harley, and he's doing that like you know fight thing at the beginning, which is when he ties the thing the like the sweatband on the back of his head and he turns yeah. around and his eyes are covered that is a scene perfect scene of when rambo at the start of rambo 3 they introduce him and the monks are helping him dress and he ties the thing uh oh, around yeah. the back of his head and he turns around and he's just stone-faced looking at the camera and the and of course the joke is that charlie sheen covered his eyes and he walks mm-hmm. into the pole um so like that whole fight again, like that whole fight is straight from Rambo three plus the Colonel, the general that they have to go in and rescue yeah. the guy that eats uh, the, the, the guy that's eating the pig snout sandwich where the mustard pours out the nostrils Gross. again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that he's redoing his, his exact same role from Rambo three. I didn't know that. That's really funny. So that actor, I mean, I mean, the thing is too, his uniform when he goes mm-hmm. to see him is is I think the same uniform he wore he wore in Rambo three, cool. with the green jacket and the beret. <laughs> okay, uh, so I've I've got a question. Getting away from the topic of parody for a little bit, mm-hmm. um, Ryan, was there is there a re- do you like this one more than Hot Shots one for a particular reason or yes, um, so. There are a lot of hardcore fans of the first one that don't Mm -hmm. particularly like the second one as much. And I feel like it all depends on the atmosphere that the film is shot in. Because I I like the Top Gun movie Mm -hmm. that the first Hot Shots is parroting. And I like the first Hot Shots. I really do. I like this one more because when it comes to, like, war movies, give me a land war movie where the people are on the ground they're Mm -hmm. you know they're going to rescue or take out or you know band of brothers type stuff like just stay on the ground stay stay with the infantry or a submarine movie those are my two go-to like war films not the air jet pilots i mean they're fun it's interesting i i watched iron uh iron eagle way too much as a 10 year old to like really anything that has to do with jet pilots anymore. Okay. 
Do you guys know that one or no? no. I don't. Not even a little no. bit. Uh, that was like a made-for-TV movie about a teenager whose dad was a jet pilot, and he would like sneak him into the like trainer of like an F-14, um, and like train him how to like fly. And his dad gets kidnapped, so his dad's friend like lies about who the kid is. So because he's a good jet pilot, and they go to rescue his dad in like Kuwait or like Iraq or something like that. Okay. And you said you never watch DCOMs. What are you doing, Ryan? Um, so was there anything about this movie that aged for you guys? Because there was one very specific thing well, that I love about any, really any war movie in general. I love when this movie did it. One thing I was going to say before, mm-hmm. I forget uh-huh. when, but I, I will have to say, I feel like this movie does well with our age group. I don't really see someone who's 23 or 24 really getting this movie as much as the, as much as the the uh, uh, the three of us would because you need to have that Desert Storm, Gulf War, uh, connection to really understand the humor in about half of this movie, especially especially with Saddam Hussein. Well, and that like, was the part that yeah. aged for me. Yeah, it's like, like yeah. you know. It's funny because I can look at this as an early 90s film and get the Saddam Hussein stuff. And I'm okay with that. Like, that didn't age poorly for me. But Charlie Sheen absolutely did. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, okay. So, I get that you don't like Charlie Sheen, but I kind of want to touch on like, what was your connection to Charlie Sheen before the whole rock star from Mars thing and him ego tripping? Uh, so for me, it was like Ferris Bueller and like, no, I knew he was like a sitcom actor. I knew I had watched him on spin city where he re- replaced Michael J. Fox. Uh, okay. So that was the big thing. Um, it's just like having not seen many of it, like wall street, I can take him seriously. Um, mm-hmm. it, like I can take him more as like a serious actor, like in that than I can as a comedic actor in this. Cause I think my problem with him in this film in particular is I look at like the naked guns, naked gun films with Leslie Nielsen and like the way he plays it, like he's the, he, he's not playing for the joke. He's keeping a straight face. He's deadpan every line delivery. And there were just moments in this where Charlie Sheen's like, ha, ah, see, I made a joke there. And it, <laughs> I, I think it's just the performance wise, like compared to somebody like Leslie Nielsen or Mel Brooks or hell, even Lloyd Bridges in this, like Charlie Sheen just felt lackluster to me. Okay. Well, cause when it comes to my relationship with Charlie Sheen before that whole thing happened mm-hmm. and even before that whole thing happened, I knew the guy was an ass. Every, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of those things, but I saw him in Platoon. I saw him in Wall Street. I saw him in this. I saw a lot of the movies he did when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And so to me, when he did that whole, like, you know, burning to the ground thing that he did, to me, I just kind of looked at it and was like, oh, okay, it's another celebrity down. And I just kept on going. And so, so, so whenever I see his stuff, the only thing to me that I just can't stomach him in is Two and a Half Men. Because of what happened on the show. 
I mean, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm looking through Charlie Sheen' most notable movies, and really, all I really know him from is like what you guys had me watch. I mean, I I haven't seen Platoon. I've seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but like I, I saw him in Major League because you guys had me watch that. I saw him in Red Dawn because you guys had me watch that. I only really know him from like really early in his career, like when you guys had me watch him. So like I I don't make the connection into like any of his terrible movie roles, and I I really liked him in it. Like well, prior to him really getting into the sitcom thing, he was doing comedy. Uh, he was doing comedies like this, and people saw him as a comedy actor mm-hmm. in the late '80s, early '90s. People saw Charlie Sheen, and they were like, "Oh, Charlie Sheen, he he can do serious stuff. He can, but but you know we really want to see him be silly." And then you got Major League, Hot Shots, this, you know, and this one. And then he does, like, com- uh, occasionally does com- comedic stuff or when he plays a not-so-serious character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so. think that's why that's why he didn't bug me as much. And I also, the other part of it is I realized that in my mind I mix up him and his dad. Uh, and I was like, which, oh, it's the which, guy that from, I was like, oh, the guy from Apocalypse Now. Makes sense. I want to, okay, so this is why I had you guys watch Wall Street. Oh, okay. Is that joke? How did that play for you guys? I mean, you sent it to me in the GIF before I watched the movie, so it. I was <laughs> you asked. It. You, you I know, but still, but you asked for a meme. I found that one, but prior, prior, prior before getting the idea to make the one that we actually shared. Mm-hmm. Um, but so since you were already expecting it, Devin, how did that play for you? Oh, I liked it. Did I mean, I thought it was said? really funny. Oh, okay, there we I... go. <laughs> yeah, I heard it. Yeah, I, I liked it because I I knew him from Apocalypse Now and thought it was just really funny. Like, and because I do that in my head anyway, it was a it was it was my joke. Like, it's like they were like Devin, we know. Here we go. Like, yeah. <laughs> I I, yeah, I really and, loved it. Yeah, and and that's uh and it's the humor in this to get back to the very beginning. It's the humor in this is what I love is that every scene they have multiple skits and jokes going on so that if one thing doesn't tickle your fancy another one will in case in point one of the not as popular scenes from this movie but it explains everything topper harley is fighting saddam or is about Mm -hmm. to fight saddam they cut to the rest of the group and they're trying to escape and you've got the guy on the stretcher going begging for water because he's thirsty yeah and they submerge him in the water over his head and he, he's going water, water, water. Then he gribbles into the water, which is mm-hmm. funny because he's asking for water. And hey, look, here's too much water. Mm-hmm. And then they cut to the rest of the group, and they it's, it's a white picket fence. Yep. And they're saying it's locked, and they have the argument about blowing the fence, but the one doesn't want to do it because it's private property. So they have this argument, completely straight faced, about blowing up a white picket fence. And then they go back to, 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 to the guy under the water, and through the bubbles, you can hear "Oh, Mr. Geppetto," because it's. Just, it's a silly thing people say when their voices sound weird mm-hmm. back then anyway, maybe not as much today, I, but it was something I, people said into like fans and stuff. I just thought that was a line from Pinocchio. It is a line from Pinocchio, okay. but, but, but it's also something that I've heard friends when I was growing up as a little kid and myself would say like the Darth Vader line, old Mr. Geppetto, weird oh, stuff in, 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 into a fan when it makes your voice. Oh yeah. Weird. Yeah. Or under the water, or whenever your voice is like with like helium, like there were key phrases you said as a kid to make each other laugh, and that was one of them. Good. I, so you're right though. It, I mean, the the humor was all over the place, but some of it was great. 
Yeah. Like, board, board, all aboard, yeah. and then the guy gets smacked in the face with a two-by-four. I warned you. <laughs> I warned you twice. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite my favorite jokes in this were the banana stuff with Ryan Ryan Stiles <laughs> in, the, in the, like, the climatic battle. Like, that was my favorite yeah. moment, like, where he's just, like, they're fighting over the banana like it's a knife, and then he just takes a bite out of it. And then tosses it on the ground and somebody slips on it. Like that was my favorite joke. Uh, Devin, did you have one? Oh man. That's a, Oh, there was a couple of, I mean, this is gonna be dumb. I like the white picket fence one a lot. I liked the water one that Ryan had just mentioned a lot too. Those were the two that really stuck out to me. I also liked the lady in the tramp parody, uh, at the, at the restaurant. And I knew, then, I knew that you would love that one. <laughs> and, okay. And then the one more, the fatal attraction, uh, parody, where she like uncrosses her legs and they put in an audio clip of like a like squeaky door hinge. Yeah. It's like don't I can't tell if this is insulting. I don't know if I'm supposed to be like upset for her, but this is kind of funny. When this movie came out, was was it Fatal Attraction? Yeah, I think no. so. Wasn't it? No, Fatal Attraction was with um uh You're talking about the one where basic the instinct uh, is what I'm talking basic about. Basic instinct. That's it, yeah. Um, it wasn't known that she was upset about that until years later. Oh, okay. I didn't. Well, I when didn't they made know this, so I mean, upset I, about it. I don't know if it makes it any better or worse. Might mm-hmm. might make it worse. But um, I, I, th- th- that kind of gets into what I want to talk about a little bit with this movie. There are parts in this that, even though it's a parody of Rambo Three, there are parts in this that are again shot almost shot by shot parodies of other films. Like that scene, not just with the leg creaking, crossing over her head like a fan, mm-hmm. um, but the whole sex scene oh, is see, based is based off a sex scene from that movie. Oh, um, at the beginning, where they show you know she's on top of the guy, really mm-hmm. waving around, and she pulls an ice pick from the sh- uh, from from the sheets behind her. And whips out and stabs the guy. Oh. And that's why, like, in Hot Shot, she goes back and the music changes and she grabs a screwdriver and she tightens the screw to keep it from squeaking. That's a complete... And then, of course, her with her cowboy hat and shooting the gun, that's mm-hmm. making fun of how crazy that sex scene was um, from that movie. Good. So there, there's a ton of stuff in this that is not just that movie, but other movies as well, which... This leads to my favorite moment, which is the limo scene. Is that from another? Another? No, just the limousine scene. Like that whole thing is the funniest part of the movie to me. Oh, good. Remind I, I mean, me, what's I, like, the limo did, scene? Where the cab driver is like watching them and is like, "Oh, okay, cat, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah." Slowly not okay. paying attention to the road. I, I was thinking the limo yeah. scene from Wall Street for some reason. Uh. <laughs> yeah, 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 but um, because. One of so like that that whole scene is just hysterical to me. Everything from like the limo driver to mm-hmm. like Charlie Sheen with his like calves next to his face and scratching the back of his leg, uh, to the headlights blinding him in the face. Mm-hmm. Um but the one line and then the reaction that always gets a belly laugh out of me mm-hmm. is when they're doing the in in uh when they're doing the uh innuendos at each other. At, at the dinner mm-hmm. and, and she goes nothing turns to putty in my hands and they cut and they cut to him and they have steam like coming oh, out of yeah. his collar 
I, I belly laugh at that every single time. It's a combination of how she talks and her voice, the way she says it, and just how strongly that's put forward, and then just him tugging at his collar and literal steam coming up and out of his shirt. It's hysterical. Um, there was a real-life event that this movie made fun of, too. Was it the, Do you guys... the, the, the groundbreaking at a presidential no. library? <laughs> has, has, has to do with the president. Well, I mean, that... Did Ford do that? I think Ford actually did hit someone with a shovel by accident. Oh. Um, Sounds about right. <laughs> but but this has to do with the first Bush president. Mm-hmm. He literally did throw up on the prime minister of Japan at a dinner by accident. Oh, did he? Oh, I didn't know that. I'd be more concerned w- if he did it on purpose. W's <laughs> father... W's father Mm -hmm. um, was at like a dinner exactly like they have in the film Mm -hmm. and he got sick and threw up and on the lap of the Japanese prime minister and Mm -hmm. so that whole thing with him with the fish and everything that 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 whole gag is about a real life event and again which is something that unless you remember (laughs) yeah (laughs) that that actually happened it's those jokes too are perfect yeah, that one, so. I, I never knew that happened, and it's really funny. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask what you guys, like, what your uh, favorite Lloyd Bridges performance is, but Devin, from the sound of it, you haven't seen anything that he was in. Because he's known for Airplane. Um, in Lloyd Honey, Bridges. In, Bridges. in Honey, I Blew Up the President. Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. <laughs> um, Bridges, Lloyd Bridges, Lloyd. He's Steve McCroskey in Airplane, apparently. He's yeah. Steve McCroskey in Airplane 2. Adam Benson. I'm trying to one. I'm trying to put a face to the name. Tug Benson in this one. Yeah, he's the president. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I actually like him better in the Airplane movies. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Ryan, I don't know if you planned this on, on purpose. I'm hoping you didn't. But uh, an actor from this film... Uh, passed away last week. I figured it'd be a good time to pay tribute to the late Mitchell Ryan, who played the presidential candidate in this film, um, who's also known for, um, he was one of the parents on Dahmer, Dahmer and Greg, um, and he was Jim Carrey's boss in Liar Liar. Oh, okay. That's how I know him. Yeah. Um, Mitchell Ryan passed away on March 4th at the age of 88. Um, just weird timing that we did this and he showed up and said, Oh, Hey, uh, yeah. that he, he passed away of congestive heart failure. So oh, poor guy. Uh, there was another famous actor that passed away this within the past week. Uh, I, 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 I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. Um, from from this movie or just in general? Just just in general because oh, I thought you it were was gonna uh, bring someone it else was up. um, William Hurt from the from the oh, Marvel yeah. movies and broadcast news and that's right, yeah. But uh, yeah, I really liked Mitchell Ryan in Liar Liar. He, I wish there was more of him in this. Yeah. Um, but eighty eight years old is. Pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. So, but any other thoughts on Hot Shots Part Two? I like this movie. Thanks, Ryan. 
<laughs> You're welcome, Devin. I'm happy. <laughs> since we since we spent a good chunk of the episode talking about parody films, I have a list here from movieweb.com of the top ten parody films of all time. Uh, oh. So I'm I, I'm just curious to get our thoughts on it and see if there's any on this list that we haven't seen that we probably should. Devin. Okay. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> all right. So number ten, they have Scary Movie, the first one. I'm only counting the first one. You haven't yeah. seen it? Yeah. Only the first no. one. I mean, we, we established earlier you haven't seen Scream, so... You need to see Scream first. Okay. I need to rewatch Scary Movie because I haven't seen it since I've seen Scream. At number nine, they have Hot Shots. Oh. Number one or this one? Uh, I think both. Like They have the okay. first one pictured, but they didn't know it was a sequel. Um, Number eight, the Austin Powers trilogy, which is... Which is a tr- which is a parody of James Bond stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we've and we've talked about that on the sh- on the show Love here those. before. Um, number seven, Walk Hard: The Dewey Cox Story. That seems way too high. I mean, it's from what I've seen of it. I haven't seen the whole film, but it does seem like a pretty good parody of those biopics that we got in the mid to early two thousands, like Ray yeah. and Walk Hard and. Or I'll have to give it a second watch if they if it's walk that the line. On this That's list. it. Yeah. Uh, number six, the naked gun, mm-hmm. which we, we've talked about at length here. I've never heard of this one. Uh, I'm gonna get you, sucker. I have uh, heard of this one, and I still want to watch this one. Ryan, any any ideas on this one? I'm gonna get you, sucker. Yeah. I've never heard of it before. Okay. Looks like it's a Wayne's Brothers film. Uh, Oh. Number four, this is Spinal Tap. I love that movie. Yeah, okay. Devin, have you seen Spinal Tap? I have not. Devin, are you even there? Oh. I might have freaked out, but I'm back. Yeah, you freaked out. Have you seen Spinal Tap? No. Neither have I. (gasps) Okay. I have it on DVD, so... Figure something out. Uh, okay. Number three, Blazing Saddles, which we've covered on the show before. We've all seen that. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Ooh, Love it. Only number two. And then number one, any guesses on what the number one parody film of all time is, according to MovieWeb.com? Life of Brian. Why? Bold choice. I like that one. I like that one. Is it Spaceballs? No. Oh. No, surprisingly. Um, yeah, I didn't see it on that list. The fact that Spaceballs is not on that list is very concerning. It's air- Airplane. Okay, I can see that because I know people like that one a lot. Who are- okay, I'm, I missed it. Air what? Airplane. Oh, okay, good. It'd be weird if I just corrected myself and said Airbud. I was going to say, what if it was Airbud? <laughs> oh, man. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Um Yeah, it's a, it's a decent list, but yeah, Spaceballs is a, bit, a big... Uh, let down Space from balls there. Isn't... Yeah. Uh, you could probably uh, uh, walk hard or whatever that one was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Re- re- replace that out of there and Just put that there. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So before we wrap up today's show, I, I've got some uh, some exciting news that I kind of hinted at the guys before we went live, but I. Uh, had to do some research and my computer was being slow. So I didn't have the answer to this until right now. Um, okay. On this day 
on in 2016, you have to watch this podcast posted our very first episode. It was Aww. a very short, like just very short thing of me and Ryan talking about what this show was going to be, trying to get people to subscribe. Uh, and then this Thursday will be the anniversary of our very first episode where we just talked about our history of movies and stuff like that. So we are celebrating six years of you have to watch this podcast. Um, and we don't have anything planned this week because last (laughs) week was a pain in my ass. Uh, (laughs) so in light of that, and to celebrate our six years of you have to watch this podcast, we've got some exciting things being planned for next week. Uh, ending with next Sunday, uh, starting around 7 PM Eastern, we will be streaming live for several hours. Um, I will be wearing a suit and tie and we will be talking about a uh, certain event going on that we won't be able to live stream, but we'll be able to talk about uh, while it's happening. Uh, it's going to be late, very late for Devin, but he thinks he's going <laughs> to join us for part of it from the sound of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I will be there. Uh, Ryan will be there for parts of it. I'll maybe try to get some guests in. Uh, I'll reach out to some from friends of the show, but we're going to be celebrating. That'll be our big our our big thing next week. But we'll also be doing. I'll be joining Devin for some gaming streams next week. Uh, I think the goal is to stream three out of the five days of the week next week, and then Sunday as well. Um, so ma- to find out about when we are going live next week, make sure you, that you follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, if you're watching us here on Twitch, hit that follow button. Um, we will be live again next Tuesday with Devin's pick. Devin, what are you going to have us watch? So I'm continuing uh, two trends. First off, I'm continuing my trend of love of Disney movies. I'm also continuing our uh, run up to the Oscars. Um, this one, I believe, was nominated for Best Original Song. Uh, we are watching Encanto. Oh, it's also up for Best Animated Film. I don't. Know I was going to say. I was going to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just out of curiosity, Devin, have you watched Turning Red? I have not. Have you? No, I have not. Ryan, have you seen it? I'll be watching it very soon. Do, I probably will be, too. Do, do we all want to just try to watch it for next week, too? I think it's going to be easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll so tune in for a Di- Disney double feature. Oh, by the way, when we get off when we get off the air, I have an idea for a triple feature that we have to do. Okay, good. Um, good. I which, I think we've, which I think we've already done, but I think we're going to do it again. Um, now okay. I think about it. All right. So tune in next week for Uncanto and maybe turning red. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you can listen to, you have to watch this podcast on all major podcasting platform, podcasting pla- platforms. That's the word. Uh, you can visit our website, rumrunnerspodcast.com back forward slash. You have to watch this pod. Uh, until next time for, you have to watch this podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And we will see you next week. Hashtag winning.